What's the word, America? We're back once again. It's your boy Sherman Obed here, bringing you another episode from here on What's the Word Entertainment. Glad to have you, Obed. Good to see you. How's it going, sir? Fantastic, sir. Glad to see you as well. How you living? Yeah, man. I'm you know, living the dream, like they always say. I can only hey. do what I can. Only one man. I love it. Let's get right into I'm doing the money signal. <laughs> That's how we roll, boy. Yeah. Let's just get let's get right into it, Obed. You know, we're gonna start out with some college football. Um, some reviews here from week three in the uh, in college football. A couple of big games we want to showcase. Well, a couple of games we want to showcase was was first Clemson over Syracuse. You know that was a game we were looking at because you know yeah. last year we know Syracuse came close to beating them. You know two years ago Cle- Syracuse actually beat them in Syracuse, yeah. uh, but this one wasn't a close one at all. Forty-one to six Clemson. Trevor Lawrence yeah, had yeah. a fi- finally had a Trevor Lawrence game, which we I've been kind of waiting for this season. Yeah. Threw for almost 400 yards and three scores. So this is the Trevor Lawrence that I I've been expecting to see. Now, of course, you know we know he's just a sophomore, but still, yo, this is what we kind of expect from the number one team in America and from the elite quarterback. Um, I think you know this kind of puts them in motion of you know kind of going on a roll now. You know, I think he's getting more comfortable now. They, their, their schedule coming up looks to be pretty easy over the next three to four game, even five, even six games. To be honest with you. I think looking at their schedule now, they can easily, easily uh, go um, undefeated here. You know, looking at this schedule, I mean, they don't play a ranked team the rest of the season as of right now. So um, I think that it's going to basically come down to Clemson being, you know, probably, again, the number one team um, when it comes time to the, for the college football playoffs. Yeah, I could see that, you know, and uh, in contrast to, I don't know if we're going to go into it, but uh, Alabama beat uh, Southern Southern Carolina. South Carolina. Carolina. Um, Southern Carolina. Uh, And so, uh, you know, they didn't actually get a lot of work out of their run game, right? It seemed like they were actually tested uh, uh, this weekend. Um, And, you know, if they come against a team like Clemson, the way they looked, defensively, offensively, special teams, all three phases of the game, uh, I, I would be concerned about Alabama's chances that second time around if they're getting, you know, tripped up a bit and not getting everything from all of their best players uh, against right. South Carolina. Right. I mean, two had a great game, though, over 400 yards and five scores through the mm-hmm. air, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. you know, but like, but like, yeah, you said, I mean, they had only, what, 76 yards rushing total throughout the team. So, yep. yeah, their, their, their run game definitely needs work. I mean, but like you said, Tua – is 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 showing out definitely um so that's good for them you know another game i wanted to look at uh oklahoma over ucla now we're gonna we'll get to ucla in one second that disastrous of a of a program that is that right now but jalen hurts i gotta say man jalen your boy jalen hurts is balling out man uh he's doing his thing you know he threw for another well almost only another 300 yards this year and and three scores he also ran for 150 yards and a touchdown so He is putting in the work. To me, I mean, look, look at this year. Through three games, he has almost 900 yards and nine touchdowns passing. So to me, as of right now, I feel like Jalen Hurts is the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. I know it's a little early. It's only been three yeah. games. But right now, yeah. I feel like Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma is the leading candidate for the Heisman Trophy. Your thoughts? 
I would agree with you. I mean, this is just kind of I would need to see the pace and compare that to other individuals have been that productive uh, on on you know, which seems like everything clicking, right? Like a chip on his shoulder from not being the guy uh, at Alabama and absolutely like, you know, coming into big spots for them thinking, you know, mm-hmm. that he was going to get an opportunity to get back his, his starting role. Um, I, uh, I just feel like he's, he, he's, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. I'd be hard pressed to find someone else uh, that's going to be putting up numbers on this pace. Uh, but again, you know, we need to see what the rest of their schedule looks like. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if they're not tested anymore, um, and hey, you never know what could happen. They could lose a, a, a big spot on a night game. Uh, I, I have I'd be hard pressed to see him not win the Heisman at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to come down probably come down to him and Tua. You know, I think they'll obviously they'll I'm sure and Trevor Lawrence will probably be in New York for the ceremony as well. But uh, you know, I right as of right now, I got I got to say, you know, Oklahoma. I mean, Jalen Hurts is I think the leading candidate. So you might have three consecutive seasons with Oklahoma having a Hyven Trophy winning quarterback. You go back two years ago to Baker Mayfield, last year to Kyler Murray, and then yeah. quite possibly Jalen Hurts. So this proves that, you know, uh, that, you know, they're just, they're producing, they're producing at that, at that position quite well. On the yeah. other side of that game, UCLA. I mean, how much of a dumpster fire is UCLA right now? You're, I know we talked, you talked about it briefly. I'll, I'll let you have this one. Chip, Chip Kelly, wh- what's going on? In, what's Ooh. going on in, in SoCal? I mean, they just looked if I ever I've seen sloppy football before uh, at the pro level. I just thought that Chip Kelly was a guy who could coach kids. He couldn't coach grown men. Uh, It was terrible out there. I mean, it was it was it was deplorable at best. Um, If you want somebody to mess up your organization, mess that entire program up, you go ahead and you give Chip Kelly a call. He'll ask you to hold his beer while he goes and does what he does. Um, But no, they just looked it, it was embarrassing. Um, I, I, they didn't look like they came prepared to play against Oklahoma, but again, you're playing, you're playing against Oklahoma. This is a, like we said, this is a, a program that is producing very highly skilled athletes at certain positions, especially the quarterback position. So, you know, on any given day, I would assume that Chip Kelly's team was going to get roasted up, uh, by Jalen Hurts and, uh, Oklahoma. Um, but it's, it's, it's alarming. It's very alarming. And I think, you know, do you feel like this is, it's time to start thinking about Chip Kelly being out the door. I quite frankly, I think there are some people already thinking of that about that. I mean, looking at their schedule now, they're, they're, they're at Washington state next week. Um, you know, they've got Stanford on there, Arizona state, you know, they've got, you know, what, four more games as of right now against ranked opponents. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a tough task in the PAC 12 PAC 12 is getting stronger each week um, aside from the UCLA, but you know, I think if put it this way, if they start the season 0-5, there's going to be some rumblings in the organization, in the athletic director, and the you know the heads of that school. They're going to be they're going to be talking about what moves they need to make, possibly before the season ends, but quite frankly, really after this, you know, more so after the season is over. Um, I, I I don't see Chip Kelly surviving a you know a you know three and nine year and having another having and you know coming back to ucla next season quite frankly i mean you know i and i i forgive my my ignorance on this one i don't know the propensity for college coaches to be removed from their positions in the middle of the season you know exception of situations like uh steve sarkeesian right he's literally mm-hmm. an alcoholic out here with people's children um Facts. but you know I, I i don't know if it would be the kind of move that would be necessary. Just be like, you know what? It's time to go. Um, yeah. Right. It, it, He's zero and three overall. Zero and two at home. 
uh, he's it just it's not good. It's just not good. Yeah, it's definitely not looking good for UCLA. Moving on to some week four matchups that we're looking forward to this week. Um, to me, a couple interesting ones would be number 11, Michigan, at number 13, Wisconsin. And I'm probably going to say number six, Auburn, at 17, Texas A&M. Now, Auburn is led by a true freshman quarterback, Bo Nix. As you know, his his father was a, a quarterback for Auburn back in the day as well. So, you know, I think he's he's having, you know, a uh, a good year so far. Obviously, Auburn is 3-0. You had that thriller against in the first week against Oregon. You know, Obo Nix, he's had, he's had a, a little over 500 yards, four touchdowns. As I mentioned, you know, he is a freshman, so he's going to be coming on slowly. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what he can do against uh, a premier team like Texas A&M, you know, especially in their house. Is there any games that you think you're looking forward to this week? I'm actually looking at that game because I'm trying. I kind of have skepticism about Bo Nix, uh, the things he's kind of he's done. I'm I'm starting to wonder if this is just a lot of sloppy play across a lot of teams where they're just not giving you enough defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensively, it doesn't take much to get by them when you're just running around and waiting for the open man, right? It looks like mm-hmm. backyard old school Carson Palmer with the Bengals. Um, but this should be a good. <laughs> Should be a good test for them at, uh, uh, away from home. Um, you know they they had a great uh, outing with Oregon. Uh, that was a fantastic game. I mean they really yeah really that was, that was a that great game. Yeah so um, you know yeah. But um, the other game the matchup I think is probably the biggest matchup of the weekend is number seven Notre Dame visiting number three Georgia. Now Georgia of course is led by Jake quarterback Jake Fromm who's got over 600 yards and five scores so far. Notre Dame, the other side, led by their quarterback, Ian Book. You know, um, I think this is a big, big one here for them. You know, Oregon, I mean, excuse me, Oregon, Georgia, 3-0, Notre Dame, 2-0. I think this really is going to set the tone for Notre Dame season. If they can come out and showcase that they are, you know, they belong in the top, in top, top five and top of the elite school programs in college football. If they yeah. can beat Georgia, that'll definitely propel them up the ladder in the rankings for sure. Um, and, you know, and have them in consideration, you know, possibly for another, you know, college football playoff berth. I mean, looking at their schedule right now for Notre Dame, you know, if you include Georgia, they've got at least they've got three more games against ranked opponents, you know, so I and which one, of course, one includes Michigan. So I think that if they can beat Georgia, I think that they can easily run the table and go undefeated once again. And quite frankly, make the college football playoff once again. Now, Georgia, of course, you know, is in the SEC. They've got, they've got, they've got their hands full, of course, with Alabama, of course, you know, on that side. Um, but looking at Georgia, you know, I think this is definitely going to be a, probably the only test for them they have. They do play Auburn later in the year, so probably that's probably the next biggest test for them. But um, yeah, I think this is gonna be a good one. I'm going to go Georgia just because it's at home. I was going to say I was going to go Georgia as well because it's at home. Um, I could very well see Notre Dame in the playoffs also. But, you know, again, yeah, I don't know if they've got the stuff to compete with uh, those big name Southern schools that are always going to dominate the college football playoffs, Uh, particularly one in Georgia, who if Bo Nix is doing the kind of things that we've seen early in the season and he continues on the the course of the year, that matchup against Auburn is going to be pretty tough for them. Uh, I you want to get the W here because you might take an L over there. Um, but I do see Georgia pulling this one out at home. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with you there. Um, all right, you know what? Let's move on to some NFL news and action, Obed. Um, we've got a lot of things to talk about this week here, you know, and a lot of injuries. 
we saw it. An injury bug definitely came out this past weekend and we after week two here in the NFL. But yeah. before we get into the injuries, I just want to talk about, quick, frankly, a decision that was made just today. The Giants have officially decided to move away from Eli Manning. The two-time Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback is going to be benched for rookie QB Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes. To me, it's too soon. It's only been two games. I get it. They're desperate. This team is not going anywhere anytime soon. I think we are all aware of that. They're not making the playoffs. They're not making a make a run, you know. Um, But I feel, to me, whether it's it's you're a top five pick or a top 25 pick, whatever the case is, I feel that any rookie QB should sit and learn, especially from a veteran like Eli Manning. Like I said, two Super Bowl victories – you know, he's been in the league since, what, 03 or 04, I believe it is. Excuse me. Um, you know, I mean, he can learn so much from Eli sitting and watching, you know, and, and learning the playbook a bit more, watching film. I don't. I think it's too soon. It's it's a bit of an overreaction just to, for being 0-2. You're, I don't know. Let me get your thoughts, Obed. Do you think it's too soon for, for the Giants to go this direction? I, I think uh... – Man, it's tough because, yes, in the grand scheme of wanting to think long term to for the success of the organization and bringing that uh, that um, young man into his own as a quarterback the right way by learning and sitting behind someone who's won two Super Bowls uh, contributed a lot to the success of that organization. Uh, we live in this society now where these guys are paid way too much, way too early. Say that again, Obed. I think I lost you there for a second. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so. Eli Manning, uh, you know, while they, he's given a lot to the organization, he they they are just in a mode that they either need to take advantage of that they do have and the money that they have spent because they are on the tail end of two hundred million dollars worth of a, a revamp of the defense. Uh, they just paid one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and then traded him. Uh, they have one of the best, if not the best, running back in the NFL right now, and no one is there that can deliver the ball. You know, and and it's been. I think we have to go back to Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo was right. I think we all just need to come out and be like, okay, when he sat wow. Eli for Geno Smith, he Ben McAdoo has worked with Aaron Rodgers. He knows what championship-level quarterback play looks like. So if he had to watch it every day in practice, I'm sure he was like, I've had enough. And he sat him. And everybody skewered him. He lost his job over it. Maybe that team wasn't fantastic. But I'm sure he wanted to start the rebuild earlier than later, much like the Miami Dolphins are doing right now. And just hmm. dumping, unloading players, right? Like the rebuilding. Yeah, everywhere. But, um, I mean, Obed, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. But, you know, I, to, to me, I think, I, I again, I think it's too soon. You know, I, I get it that you're you're invested for the, you know, you're trying to look towards the future, trying to get him, get him that work, get him that experience, you know. But, like I said, you know, I think it's just an, a bit of an overreaction just from being, just, just from after two games and two losses. Like you said, Saquon Barkley went back. He is absolutely going to be the best running back in football in the next year or so, if if not already. You know, you have no weapons on the outside. Golden Tate still suspended. I think he's got two more games left on his suspension. You know, the defense needs some work. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that I get it. You you pick you you got Daniel Jones out of Duke sixth overall. You want to see what the kid has, but I think that you you just let him learn. Let him develop at, over time. Don't rush this kid because, you know, what, if he gets injured too soon, you know, then what do you do? You know, and I think that Eli Manning getting benched right now, possibly for the remainder of the season, is kind of a bad way to have him go out and have a send off for him. You know, this, like I said, this guy brought you two two championships to the city. Um, 
you know, it's hard for me. It really is hard for me to kind of go aside with this. Some folks will say, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm crazy. Maybe I am, folks. I don't know. But I just think that your rookie quarterback should at least play, not play half of the season, at least sit down for almost the entire season, if not the whole season, and learn from a veteran QB. Now, if you're, if there's no one else, if you have bums at QB in the organization already, hey, by all means, let them rock out. As you saw last year with Sam Darnold with the Jets, which we'll get to here in a few, but you have a Super Bowl winning, former Super Bowl winning quarterback here, let them learn and let them sit. Any final thoughts on, on the Giants organization, Obed? Yeah, I agree with you, Sherman. I think it's, uh, you know, it was, it'd be nice for him to be able to sit and learn from, um, you know, a quarterback who might be up for contention in the Hall of Fame. My personal opinions, and this is outside of my fandom of the teams that I like, I don't really think Eli was that great. I think he leveraged a lot of great players around him. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm not going to say he's trash, but he when he can't even throw a 20-yard pass right now, my man, I need him to, to step up. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, go hot take. But, uh, I, feel you, I feel you. <laughs> Moving on to some other quarterback news. Um, again, as I mentioned, now we're going to get into the injuries. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger injured his elbow in Sunday's game against the Seahawks, and he is going to be lost for the entire season. Now, this is a definitely a blow to the Pittsburgh Steelers here who had aspirations of possibly winning the division, which I don't think it was going to happen. Of course, as we no. all know, I rounds to win that division. But, you know, uh, I... This is rough. And to me, I was actually having a conversation offline with one of my f- friends here. And uh, to be honest, I think this could be the very end of Big Ben, his career. I know that they committed to, what, three years to him this offseason. So he's got what, yeah. two years left. Mm-hmm. So, but I, honestly, with this type of injury, with this injury, him being out for the year, some, there's rumblings that this is almost the kind of injury or surgery that kind of almost kind of like Tommy John surgery, what yeah. all baseball players have. And yeah. that's going to be at least a year for him to come back, possibly more. Quite frankly, I think this may be the end of Big Ben in Pittsburgh or in the NFL completely. Your thoughts? I have to agree with you. I, you've said it. Um, that this is probably the end. Um, I Not that kind of injury at 37, 38 years old, however old he is. And for somebody who we know actively as a player in the NFL, never really took care of his body. Right. So his just rub dirt on it, keep drinking, not really like eat exercise. I'm not saying be Tom Brady, but uh, the, in the least, you could at least put in a lot of effort in trying to be uh, at the pinnacle of your of your health and fitness. It was never his thing. It's unfortunate. But I, I agree with you. I think this is the end. Yeah, I, uh, I you know, I don't see him playing once again. I mean. I mean, I'm not sure. Do you think they have a chance with backup QB uh, Mason Rudolph to kind of take them into where they want to go in the perhaps in the future? Absolutely not. <laughs> not at all. Not even not even a slither of hope is what you're saying to me, Obed. If we are resetting the table for the AFC North right now, it's between the Browns and it's between the Ravens. And Absolutely. I think the Ravens have the best coaching in the division right now because I don't know what Mike Tomlin does, but now that he has no AB and no LB, he has no dubs. Uh, and I don't think he's going to get many more dubs not having BB out there. Uh, excuse mm-hmm. me, uh, Big B out there. Um, yeah, big. yeah. No, I'm, I'll agree with you, man. And I think this is that was this season was really going to show what Ben can do, and I don't think he was going to do that much. This is going to show. Listen, without without it, your boy AB and Le'Veon Bell, they were not going to be the same Pittsburgh Steelers. As much yeah. as people wanted to praise Juju Smith-Schuster for having a stellar year last year, it was because 
Antonio Brown was getting double teamed the other side, and you had your, you know what I mean. So he was Juju was on the other side taking advantage of those of those other DBs. So and you know Connor played well last year. Now he got banged up in last week's game as well. This week's game as well too. Um, I, I just even with even if it was a healthy Big Ben, I didn't see the Steelers doing much this season. I agree. Uh, yeah, they and then also in this news, you know, they actually just traded for Dolphins defensive back Minka Fitzpatrick. I think the the Dolphins get a, a first round pick in 2020, which I believe now they have what three first round picks next season. They are stockpiling picks now. This is a definitely you know this I guess is a, what a good look for uh, the Steelers getting a you know uh, a former first a former first round pick um, out of Alabama and Minka. But I mean the man, if you look at the Dolphins really quick here in 2020, you know they've got three first round picks and two second round picks. And in 2021, they've got two first and two seconds. They are stockpiling picks, as you mentioned briefly before. You know, they are definitely looking towards the future for sure uh, here. But, you know, let me ask you quickly. One, do you like the trade? And two, your thoughts on what what it is the Dolphins or whatever there is they're doing? I like the trade. I mean, if you look at the the room for the secondary, uh, if there's anything that the Steelers could do to benefit themselves and not look like an entire embarrassment is to start building up that defense. I think a lot of teams will go in transitional waves. Now you can start showing that you've, Put your money into the offense, which, uh, you know, the Giants are going that route. Like I said, they bought a new defense. That defense doesn't really work well. Um, Or you can start unloading cash up and figure out what's best for you. Uh, I think right now the Miami Dolphins feel like creating a dumpster fire getting as many picks as possible even and still those picks you know that they're getting now isn't going to field an entire team right like they were talking about a 53 man roster okay you've rattled off at least eight picks that they have eight nine picks that they have right now which is great they're going to have to do some wheeling and dealing but they have the opportunity to build a very strong nucleus uh, and the dolphins the steelers i mean heaven help them you know they've got youth everywhere a second uh excuse me, a wide receiver too, and Dante Moncrief, who just got benched and didn't play the rest of the night. Uh, you've got um, a running back situation, which is just two guys who, you know, that used to be locked down with one guy. Uh, you know, it's 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 tough sledding out there. I think the, the, the strengths right now for the Steelers are the offensive line and the defense, right? Like everywhere else is a whole bunch of question marks, so the offense fell apart in their lap. Um, I like the yeah. trade. I like the trade. Yeah. I think it's a good. I think it's a good move for for both teams. Uh, but you know, I don't. I don't know how much that's going to mean in the future for both these guys because they look like they're on their way down. Yeah, uh, um, I'm gonna definitely agree with you. So you know, I want to. Uh, we were still talking about injuries here uh, to star quarterbacks. Uh, we can talk about Saints quarterback Drew Brees, uh, likely out Oof. six weeks, six to eight. Uh, th- in the process of a throw, just, you know, routine throw, ended up hitting hands and connecting with Aaron Donald, of course, who's in the backfield with the quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, this, it looks like just a, a regular glancing glow, glancing blow, uh, apparently tore some ligaments in his thumb. There's, uh, an, I don't know if we'll be able to get it on here for you because it's a, it's a podcast now. It's not a YouTube show, uh, but you can <laughs> go and find the, oh no, we'll, we'll tweet this out to you. There's a video of him trying to pick up a, a, a excuse me, Drew Brees he's trying to grip a football on the sideline and he grimaces in pain and he can't pick it up and it just rolls away 
Like he just that I've been there to feel that kind of pain. And, uh, you know, much respect to him coming back out. I would have put him inside of a vehicle and sent him to the hospital immediately to get started on whatever they need to get started on. Uh, yeah. Sherman, it looks like, on? I mean, I was going to say, it looks like, and I think he's having surgery the, this Wednesday um, on, on the injured, on the injured thumb. I mean, man, without Drew Brees, I don't see the saints making a deep run. Hopefully Teddy Bridgewater can, you know, can hold the team together enough, keep them afloat to possibly at least, you know, make the playoffs probably, you know, yeah. somehow come out, you know, at, at that division, maybe even yeah. as a wild card. If Brees, if Brees comes back a hundred percent healthy, then yes. You know, if they're, let's say if they're, I don't know, eight and four, you know, with when when he comes back, something like that. You know, that would be helpful. Uh, but without Breeze, the Saints are done. They're no longer a team to fear in the NFC. Quite, quite frankly, that's it. I would I would agree with you. I think you know we've seen streaks, spurts of uh, Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't know if he's ready to take over the reins of a Porsche that was finely tuned to the things that Drew Brees likes to do. Drew Brees likes to chuck it downfield. Drew Brees likes to hit the screen game. Drew Brees likes to get crossing patterns. He loves all of the windows, you know. And uh, I don't know if Freddie Bridgewater is ready to step into that role uh, and be that gunslinger, very smart, forty-year-old uh, serviced veteran of the game uh, that they need to be. Competitive in the division with the NFC South. Now you look at uh, Carolina; they look like they might be without Cam Newton for a little bit. Um, you know, with his foot aggravation coming back up, ominously did not practice today without any word of why he wasn't at practice. Uh, you know, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis Winston. If anybody's going to give another team a chance to stay in the game, it's going to be famous Jameis. It's not just cookies <laughs> he's poking up there, but then they maybe they are cookies because that is another term for an interception. Uh, Got him <laughs> <laughs> coming in hot. Um, yeah, no, I I don't think they're a team to fear. I don't think there's a there's a deep playoff run for them. I think there's a playoff run like you mentioned, uh, but it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Um, you know, and we can we can continue this trend of injured quarterbacks. Uh, as we know, the uh, the Jets are now on their third string quarterback, Luke Falk, after Trevor Simeon took a vicious blow uh, from Miles Garrett. That man is not human. Miles um, Garrett. He's a, he's a that dude's a beast. Yeah, absolute animal. Um, and so, you know, uh, Simeon forgot that his safest place is in the pocket, but yeah, Miles Garrett must have scared him out of there after the first sack that he got on him. Um, and, you know, ended up injuring his ankle. I think it's a, a broken ankle for him. He's having surgery this week and also will be on IR and done for the season. Uh, you know, Ross. on the third string quarterback, they, they're hoping to have Sam Darnold back by week five. As you know, he has mono. Um, <laughs> I don't know what just, what 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 high school prom did he attend and started making out with everyone in sight that he got mono with. Good, good I, I thought I thought the New York Jets quarterback that liked to be a little kid stuff was uh, Mark Sanchez. Maybe I shouldn't go there. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> hi, hi watch out. I'll be here all week. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's rough sledding for them. Uh, uh, Sherman, is this the Jets team that this Oregon front office envisioned uh, with all of the tumult around them of the new quarterback change? Uh, whose eyes can't stop following the taco uh, and bringing in <laughs> <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. You know, not at all. You know, they like it, like you just said, they spent money. They got Le'Veon Bell. They went out and got C.J. Mosey on the defensive side. I don't think anyone thought that they were going to be stellar this year in any sort of fashion. They weren't going to win the division. They weren't going to make the playoffs. But they were headed in the right direction, with sec- especially with second-year quarterback Sam Donald improving throughout last season and, the, and in the offseason here. Um, I, I think that now that he's gone for a few weeks, you know, tr- like you mentioned, targeting a week five return, I'm not sure if that happens or not. 
no, you know, and Bell was a little bit banged up. You know, they just looked they just looked awful uh, last night on, on here on, in prime time. You know, I I think the, I think the Jets fans are hoping that Connor comes back healthy enough where he can kind of give them an okay season. Maybe perhaps they finish seven and nine. You know, if anything, or maybe eight and eight. Yeah. Now that'll be a probably a, a win for them to be honest with you if they mm-hmm. do. Um, but you know. I think they need a. They still need pieces around them, you know, as far as you know the offensive line and and on the White House are concerned. But you know, it's unfortunate that everyone they're getting they're hitting by the injury bug. But hopefully they can turn it around when when O'Donnell comes back. Yeah, I, I, you know, if they can hold on long enough, I think perhaps they could turn things around. But again, you did say they're not probably not going to win their division. Uh, we are talking about a division that features the New England Patriots. Um, it, yeah, uh, it could be. It could be quite rough for them to uh, come out and, and make it a respectable end of the season because I do think it might end up being the uh, Patriots and then the Bills. Uh, you know, Buffalo Bills sitting at 2-0, uh, kind of crazy. No one circles the wagon quite like the Buffalo like Bills. The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> hey, shout out Steve Berman. Yeah, Chris Berman. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I don't think it's the first time I've called him Steve Berman either. I think I've called him Steve Berman before. <laughs> man, hating on him. Get my man's name right. What's good? Put some, put some speck on his name, please. Can we put some speck on my man Boomer? And FYI, folks, if you don't know, NFL Primetime is back on ESPN+. Plus. Yo, him and TJ holding it down. Love it. Love it. You think they're going to do jacked up again? <laughs> oh, they need to. They need to. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, hey, Chris, you didn't roll up on you didn't roll up on Rose like that, did you? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Speaking of your Patriots, your boy AB finally made his debut with the New England Patriots this past week. Um, dude, he was. I, I mean, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Come on, somebody who's on the did Belichick get on the sticks again? He put in the cheat code. <laughs> so, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. A, B, A, B, select, start. Come on, man. Dude, come on. It's not fair what the Patriots are going to be doing to folks. Now, they, of course, we know they blew out the Dolphins this past week, as I'm sure we all expected them to do. The Dolphins, of course, as we mentioned, are a dumpster fire. But, man, um, now, with a, now Brady has a weapon like A, B, it's just going to be flat out out of control. I mean, what he had, what four catches for 56 yards and it's, and a score yeah. four for four on targets. You know, he caught his first pass over the middle. He seemed he seemed to fit in well. He didn't play every single down, but he seemed to fit it. Well, I was, I was mentioning that their first, that first play he was in, which was, I believe the second play from scrimmage for the Patriots, you yeah. know, he caught a, it was a little screen pass. You, you know, the Dolphins came out in a zone coverage. He found his own and he sat in there. Brady found them easily over the middle Got a cup, got a few yards on it. You know, it, it it looks it looks smooth. You know, um, unfortunately now, you know that he's getting more touches. You got, of course, you got Edelman. Josh Gordon's production went down. And he only had two grabs. Um, but man, the fact that you're giving Brady and a guy like Antonio Brown here, and you got Josh Gordon on one side, Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett, and people are already talking about if the Patriots can go undefeated. Man, do you think it's a possibility? I mean, everything's possible. Will they, though? You know, the first half of the excuse me, Patriots season is littered with teams that have not played in the playoffs last year. Or, excuse me, did not play in the playoffs last year. 
So, right. you know, you have to figure the hard part of their schedule is at the second half of the year. Uh, you hope everyone stays healthy. You hope you got all hands on deck. Um, if t- Antonio Brown is allowed to, to continue playing with the team, if he doesn't get moved to the non-football injury list, the exemption list, uh, because he has had some new allegations come out um, that I don't know if we're going to go into those. If we have time to go into this as a whole pack of worms, it gets yeah. it just gets zanier by the minute that and, and you know, I say this from the bottom of my heart. I don't even know if he's worth the trouble. Uh, yeah, they looked good. They looked great. Um, the Dolphins, again, are a dumpster fire. So, you know, and I feel like you watch the Ravens put 59 on him. The Patriots probably could have put 100 on him, but I don't think Bill's going to do that to a former uh, employee of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so. and now that, you know, Patriots got the Jets up next, Psh, man, who, who knows what's going to happen here? Who does know <laughs> what's going to happen there? I do. Start your Patriots fantasy football players. They, if you're going to Vegas for the weekend, give your man a hundred dollars, hook him up, just put the money on the Patriots and let it ride. <laughs> but uh, now, now we're on to our our favorite time of the season of the of the night. The picks, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, let's pick. make it happen. A very, a very. Hey, we're back, America. We're back. We didn't, we didn't go down. Uh, two ten and six finishes uh, for for uh, myself and for Sherman this week or this past week. Uh, Sherman, you want to run down this list and see where we flipped up? Yeah, you know, um, I, you know, surprisingly, you know, we had pretty much all the same picks from last week. As you mentioned, we both went ten and six this week. Um, I think the biggest thing, of course, was the Saints pick. Drew B's being injured so early in the game that kind of changed yeah. that home momentum, of course, there. So, you know, obviously Absolutely. we couldn't couldn't predict that. Um, but um, I would say great pick on your on the on, on the Bills over the Giants there, Obed. That's right. Um, but you know, I mean, I think everything else kind of played out, I guess, how they were supposed to. Other than Carolina losing the losing to Tampa, I think you know, kind of games went kind of as almost almost as expected to say the least. I, so. Yeah. Right. Would you agree? I would agree. I would agree. I think, you know, really, I, I thought at the, the latter half there, Pittsburgh would have had opportunity to go ahead and, you know, come from behind win this game. I couldn't expect it, uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger to get injured, to have a Tommy John's injury. Uh, but, you yeah. know, he's, he's right, uh, right. that was a, definitely a game chamber. But, hey, America, we're still only three behind. Okay, we can. We got a chance. <laughs> we bought a week. We got a chance. Yep. So right now, my record, 22-9-1. Obey sitting at 19, 12, and 1. Let's move on. Let's look at week three, folks, here, and let's go down the picks. Obed, feel free to start off. We've got Thursday night football, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Who you got, Obed? You know what? I'm going Tennessee. You know, Jacksonville, I think that blow up on the sideline with Jalen Ramsey and the coach Doug Marone uh, was indicative of how bad the, that locker room is becoming. The loss of uh, uh, Nick Foles. Uh, we love us some Gardner Minshew. The Secret Garden is doing work back there. But uh, Jalen Ramsey looks like he might be on his way to Kansas City, so that defense might start to have some some cracks in it. Uh, it, it is a staunch defense, uh, but... That offense, I don't know who's coming out of the gate. I think Tennessee is going to take this one, uh, and I think it could be a, an easy game for them. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee as well. Um, Jacksonville, they're on their backup quarterback, as we as, as we all know. So I'm going Tennessee all the way. Yep. 
uh, to carry it on. We're going to Cincinnati. We'll be at Buffalo. Now, I like what I've seen from John Ross. I like what I've seen from Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, I think Tyler Boyd has more in the tank for him. Um, Joe Mixon came out. I don't know his, don't have a stat line off the top of my head. Um, but uh, I just I like what Buffalo's doing here. Like I said, the, the 2-0 Buffalo Bills out here getting it done uh, might be um, taking this bad boy. Uh, uh, or excuse me having the Cincinnati Bengals come home and show them a little home cooking. Uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I'm going to go bills, man. Their defense is playing well. Josh Allen is looking, you know, looking real, 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 real smooth. I got to say, you know, he's been throwing the ball well. He's running the ball extremely well too. So yeah. I'm, I'm going bills uh, over Bengals, especially in Buffalo this week. Absolutely. Uh, then we've got Miami at Dallas. The dumpster fire rolls into the big D. Um, I don't even know if things need to be said. I've got Dallas all the way on this one. You know, Dallas for sure. Dallas by at least 15 points. Yeah. Hey, go to your bookie. Go get your money. Um, <laughs> yes. We've got Denver on the road to Green Bay. Uh, I got Green Bay. What do you think, Sherman? Green um, Green Bay, Denver still, you know, that the last-minute loss to Chicago this week, that kind of hurt them. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is going to keep rolling, rolling. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, Atlanta at Indianapolis. I'm going to go Atlanta. I think they are going to come out firing against the, uh, you know, on the way down Indianapolis team. Yeah, um, Falcons all the way. All right, I'm going Minnesota against – or excuse me, Oakland at Minnesota. Let's go with Minnesota. I think the Vikings are going to take this one. Yeah, Vikings as well, too. Oakland um, just doesn't have enough to compete. Vikings all the way. Uh, so, need the Jets, as we said, going into New England. Why? I mean, let's go pass. What, what, are, we, what are we talking about? I, I'm I, not, I don't – let me – Come on. Do we even have to talk about this one? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure uh, Ray Charles can see that one. Uh, yeah. So, we've got – okay, Detroit coming into Philly. Uh, Philly missing a lot of pieces, but I still like them in this game. Yeah, uh, Detroit. I just don't think Detroit has enough weapons to keep up with them. Go, let's go Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles. Um, uh, and so uh, we'll, we'll keep it going. We got one. We got to come back to uh, Carolina at Arizona. I am gonna, you know, I might change my pick here if Cam Newton does not play. I don't know who the backup at Carolina is. Um, and they're going to be out in the desert. I just don't know what that team looks like if they don't have the running prowess there. They look really, they look vulnerable. Without having Cam Newton's legs out there, they look really vulnerable. Uh, now, maybe they get somebody who can deliver the ball, but I think I'm going to change my pick here, and we're going to go with Arizona. Arizona, okay. I like, yeah, I'm going to go with Arizona as well, especially if Cam Newton doesn't play Arizona for sure, but even if he does, he's banged up. I'm going to go Arizona. Gotcha. I, I completely agree. Uh, so Giants at Tampa Bay. You know what? This game just got a little more interesting now that Danny Dimes is the quarterback. You know, you're like, right. You know, sorry. Go ahead, Obed. Yeah. No. Uh, that, that now you, you think about okay, Eli Manning going in going into Tampa Bay is just going to throw ducks all day long, not be aggressive downfield. And the one time he was, it looked like he was about to give up a pick. Or excuse me, he did give up a pick, and he probably would have given up more. Uh, I, I kind of like the Danny Dimes edition, a quarterback they haven't seen. He can make the throws. I don't know what he looks like with a few hits under his belt, but I'm honestly, the problem is the defense for the Giants is very susceptible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay Tampa Bay, but this game could be either a push or I could outright lose it. I'm willing to test it, but that that is a di it's an tantalizing thought. What do you think, Sherman? I, I you know. 
it's funny because as we were talking about Danny Danny Dimes, as you mentioned, you know, coming in there first start. I think first start though, it's going to be rough. He's going to show some positive things, but I'm still going to go Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think there's there's more experience on that side. He's got it. He's going to be in the swamp. It's going to be hot. It's going to be sticky. We'll see how he handles it. Uh, so we've got Houston at the Ch- Gold Chargers. Not today. I'm going Houston. I think Houston didn't show out very well last week with a game against Jacksonville. Um, they did. I don't know. Yeah, Quite you know. I mean, well, you know, it's it's a defensive, uh, a division rival, right? They have the most tape on you. They know you the best. You know, the Patriots always look formidable until they go and they lose to Buffalo in Buffalo, right? So, right. Uh, you know, I, I I think that's just one of those things. So maybe we need to think about what that Tennessee Jacksonville game is going to look like. But I have Tennessee winning that game, uh, as as much as I have Houston winning this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Houston as well, too. I know Phillip Rivers is still playing, you know, doing Phillip Rivers things. Austin Eckler is showing out, gonna, but I'm still going to go Texans. Right, right, right. Um, all right, so we got Pittsburgh at San Fran. Uh, they're going to take the Moose Mason Rudolph show on the road. Um, I'm going San Fran. San, San Fran with Mason Rudolph there, you know, Con- James Connor banged up. It's no question. San, San Francisco. Uh, right, we've got uh, the Saints go marching into Seattle. Uh, as hard as it is a place to play in Seattle, I feel so sad. I feel so sad for the Saints. This is going to be a tough, rough game. I don't know if we're sitting our Saints in fantasy, uh, but this is Seattle, and I think Seattle's going to win big. Yeah, I think you have to go Seattle, especially in Seattle. Saints with no Drew Brees, as we talked about before. Se- yeah. Seahawks winning this. Seeing the Seahawks winning this one, I'd say at least by 10. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Um, uh, so we've got the LA Rams going to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think we saw some good things from Cleveland last night on uh, Thursday. Night, excuse me, on Monday Night Football. Um, I'll be against the Jets. I'll be it against the Jets, who are on their third quarterback. Uh, but I got to go the Rams on this one. They just look like a very fine-tuned machine. Cooper Cup looks very healthy. Uh, I, I've got to give it to LA. Yeah, you know. Uh, Goff looking good, even though Gurley hasn't really been the same. You know, Todd Gurley as we have seen, but hopefully he breaks out soon. I'm yeah. gonna go Rams. Welcome Browns look good for them. You know, I mean, we'll see how long Gurley stays out there and if he can play better as the year goes along. But they're really managing his workload. Uh, so we've got Chicago at Washington. Uh, I think Washington's actually played pretty admirably and been competitive. They just aren't winners yet. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm going to give this one to Chicago, even though Chicago has not looked very decisive on offense. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go Chicago as well, too. That defense is just too strong. You know, Khalil Mack and them boys, you know, bringing the defense heavy. Chicago yeah. all the way. Now, uh, let's, we got to circle back around. We did miss one. We've got Baltimore, Kansas City. It looks like a 80s video or 80s movie here with the young guns going at it. Um, <laughs> I, Dude. I, I, you know, it's hard for me to, to not go with Kansas City on this one. Mahomes just seemed to be solid, rock solid for 304 touchdowns every week. Um, so, you know, and I, I still, yes, we had an offensive explosion from uh, Lamar Jackson. I still have concerns about his ability to be a passer, you know, just because you beat up on defenses that uh, don't have a quality secondaries uh, or and teams that are just dumpster fires because he played the Dolphins in the first week and this past week he played uh, the Arizona Cardinals without Patrick Peterson. Uh, things are things are a lot easier to do now. Should Kansas City? This is Kansas City not having Jalen Ramsey. My sources like Adam Schefter 
uh, are talking about the potential that there might be a trade between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs that would send Jalen Ramsey to, to Kansas City. That mm. could completely change the dynamic of this game uh, on the side right. of the Rams. So, you know, you mean I'm going to go Kansas City. Oh, uh, yes, uh, sorry, the Chiefs. Uh, so I would, I would, I am absolutely putting my money down on Kansas City. You know, I I, feel, I I love this matchup. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, dude. I mean, quite frankly, I, I, I'm i a little taken aback that you said Lamar isn't showing out. I mean, dude, he's got almost 600 yards in, in two games. You know, he's running the ball well. He's, he's you know, he's running what, over, over, over 100 yards a game pretty much every week. You know, man, he, he's really, really, you know, proving to, I think, I think on his way to prove that he is a legitimate quarterback in this league, possibly even an MVP candidate, you know. So I'm, I'm even though I, I, it's so hard to go against the Chiefs. I'm, and you know what? I'm not gonna go against the Chiefs. I will go. I will go Kansas City, <laughs> even, even though I've been praising Lamar. I think Lamar's having a great season. But come on, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes. I've said it before. He threw for 300 yards in the first half, the past two weeks in a row. 300 yeah. yards in the first half. Folks, yeah. you can't go. You can't go against the Chiefs right now. Mahomes is on fire. Let's go, Chiefs. Yeah, I'll tell you what, those Chiefs can't stop a nosebleed though. So hopefully something change on that end because if they end up with a defense that can actually stifle them, like the Ravens, they might have problems. But again, if 75% of Patrick Mahomes is 250 yards and three touchdowns, I'm fine with that. It's a problem. Yep. Well, folks, that's gonna do it. For this this week here on What's the Word Entertainment, of course, as I mentioned, SoundCloud.com slash What's the Word Entertainment. Also, check us out on Twitter, uh, the real WTWENT. Um, Obed, any final words? No, Sherman, you wrapped it up real nice. Thanks, America. Make sure you subscribe, like, tell a friend, check us out, tweet us, do everything. Much respect. Uh, that's it for us, guys. For Obed, I'm Sherman. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.